Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, this is February 13, 2010, Saturday, February 2000, Saturday, February 13, 2010, and you know what time it is, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're live here with Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am so honored, I'm so thankful for each and every one of you who are listening to this show right now. You you have really poured out your support to me, and I'm just overwhelmed by your support. I'm overwhelmed by your your um, just input for what we're doing here. And I thank you. I don't take you for granted. I take this moment each week to thank you because without you, we there's no reason for us to do this show. And like I said, for a year now, for going on, <laughs> we, we we celebrate our one year anniversary last year. Last excuse me, last week. And today we're moving forward into the next year. And I thank you again for just continuing to support, continuing to come out, continuing to to post the, the site on your your Facebook pages, your Twitter pages, everything. This is like I said, I don't take you for granted. You are absolutely uh, a dynamic piece of the puzzle to why it is that this show has been so successful, and why we've been getting so many rave reviews, even from the Blog Talk Network itself. So I thank you first and foremost, and also I look forward to continue continually putting out a quality product for you. Because I take this stuff serious. I take your 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 dream development and the manifestation of your dreams serious. And I take encouraging you serious. I take motivating you serious. I take inspiring you serious. And I really want you to continue to let me know how it is we're doing. If there's something that we can do better, let us know. You can contact me. I'm easy to find. I'm easy to contact. You can contact me on most of the social networking sites. You can find me at Facebook.com slash Miles W. Miller, that's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R, myspace.com at myspace.com slash Miles W. Miller, uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash Miles W. Miller, and also you can leave comments on the Blog Talk Radio site, blogtalkradio.com slash Miles W. Miller, or you can even email me at mileswmiller at gmail.com. People, before we go any further, I want to do this. I'm turning this show over right now to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that is a move of his spirit. People, today's show has a, a special theme to it. This is our Happy Valentine's Day show. And there are a lot of people who, this weekend who are getting ready to, ex, to, to prove how much they really care for somebody with cards and balloons and candy and special retreats to hotels and spots and things like that. But today's show, well, on today's show, what I want to do is I want to give you nuggets and tips on how to to keep the spice alive in your relationship. So I want to actually play an, um, an interview that we did uh, back, in, back in May with a uh, relationship expert and author of The Ring Formula, Dr. Algerwin Tart, And he's going to t- give us tips on how to approach our, 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 our relationships and things of that nature. And we're just going to be completely just blessed by the things we've, some, some dynamic things we've done and the, the things we're going to continue to do. So what I want to do now, 
is I want to take you into our visualization segment. And what I want you to do with this segment is this. I want you to start thinking about what it is you really want. I want you to start thinking about good things right now. I want you to think about blessings. I want you to think about things that are that are just absolutely beautiful. I want you to think, if it's something pretty, I want you to think about it. If it's something gorgeous, I want you to think about it. If it's something that exemplifies God's greatness in the earth, I want you to think about it. And here, here, here's the deal. Your imagination is really powerful. The imagination has the capacity to create. It has the capacity to destroy. So what, we want, what we're doing with this, this visualizing your ideal life segment is getting your mind geared up towards creating a championship standard of living for yourself, getting in your mind to see yourself as a champion. You know, oftentimes I talk about the movie Rocky and how this one scene in particular that always sticks out to me when Rocky was training. His, training, his trainer Mick said to him, he said, Rock, if you see yourself doing good, you do good. And that's what, this, that's what this segment is all about. I want you to see yourself doing good. I want you to see yourself living good. I want you to see yourself having good. I want you to see yourself giving good. Because guess what? If you see it, you can bring it to pass. Not only that, the things you think about, you bring about. Your thoughts have an a energy associated with them. And that energy field attracts things just like it. So I want you to, we're going to get you to consciously see in your imagination, what it is you really want. How do you want your life to look? That's what, this, that's what this, this segment is all about. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your relationship to look like? What, do you, what is your ideal life? That's what you want to focus on. So I want everybody that can hear my voice right now, everybody that can hear my voice right now, I want you to stop everything you're doing. If you're driving, pull off to the side of the road because, again, I want you to be relaxed. I want you to be comfortable because this is important. You need to be focused on it. Okay, here we go. I want you, again, to focus on something that's beautiful, something that's pretty, something that is desirable, something that is beautiful, something that's gorgeous. And I want you to continue to focus on that. I want you to continue to focus on, on the, the beautiful things in this life. I want you to continue to focus on things that bring you joy, things that bring happiness, things that, that promote love. I want you to see happy relationships. I want you to see happy times. I want you to, see all, I want you to, to envision this stuff right now. Everything that you hear me saying, I want you to envision it. Envision it. Now, I want you to envision yourself in an IMAX movie theater with a screen larger than life. And on that screen, as the projectors are, getting, are starting to roll, what's coming out onto that screen is your ideal life. Now, I want you to envision what your ideal life looks like on that screen. It could be traveling to exotic places. It could be a brand-new debt-free home. It could be a brand-new debt-free car. It could be whatever is beautiful to you. And I want you to, to see the colors. If it's at the 
if it's at the beach, I want you to look at the, the sand and look at the grains of the sand. And I want you to look at the water, look at the beautiful water that's out there. Look at the yachts that are docked out on the horizon. If it's a home, I want you to see the beauty of, of each room in your home and the beauty of the outside of your home. I want you to, to, to envision this. And I want you to see it on that screen. I want you to see yourself in the, in the picture, enjoying all the things that you're seeing. I want you to see your relationships flourishing. If it's, someone, if it's the one you love, I want you, know, you can see yourself maybe skipping down the, the sand at that exotic location, arm in arm. I want you to see yourself enjoying life. I want you to see yourself living life to the fullest on that screen. Like, as you well know by now, I really have an affinity for the Rolls Royce Ghost. And let me tell you, I see myself in that car, and I, I think it's a beautiful vehicle. I think it's one, of, it's one of the things that God put on this earth that's beautiful. And I see myself with it. It's a, and it's a beautiful sight to see myself with something beautiful. And I want you to see yourself with, with beautiful things. And I want you to see yourself being able to do, do beautiful things with this life. Being charitable is a beautiful thing. Being blessed to be a blessing is a beautiful thing. I want to see you. I want you to see yourself actually enjoying life. And I'm, I'm taking my time here with this because I want, to, I want to really etch this in your mind that it's okay to enjoy your life. It's okay to enjoy a beautiful life. It's okay to have nice things. Just don't let nice things have you. In other words, don't let the things possess you. Don't let the things rule you. But it's okay to live abundantly. It's okay to live abundantly. So I want you, so I want you to really see yourself in abundance. I really want you to see yourself in being able to give freely and cheerfully. I want you to see yourself enjoying traveling across the world. I want you to see I want so, so we're taking our time with this. We're taking our time with this. I want you to see it. I want you to see it. I want you to see yourself enjoying life. And now that you can see yourself enjoying the beautiful things that God has placed in this earth. And you, your mind is being changed as we speak to think abundance. To think things of joy, to think thoughts of joy, to think thoughts of happiness, to think thoughts of peace, because those things are going to replicate in your in your life. To think thoughts of gratitude, be, be thankful for this this opportunity to see yourself flourishing. Now that you, you you see yourself, you see yourself enjoying life. You're having fun. You are on top of the world. I want you to capture the feelings that those thoughts and that those images are bringing. Like I said, seeing myself in that Rolls Royce goes, it, it makes me feel, it gives me goosebumps because I, I like automobiles. I like pretty cars. So the thought of, of that car is, is absolutely phenomenal to me. And it makes me feel, I feel warm inside when I think about it. Or even on, on for this weekend, you know, the, this is our happy Valentine's Day show. The thought of being with your ideal spouse, 
with your ideal mate if you're single. The thought of, of, of further developing your, your relationship if you're already together with someone. You can, you can envision those things. And it's okay to envision those things. It's okay to think about good things towards your, your spouse. It's, good, it's okay to think about good things towards the spirit of, the, of, of this, the ideal spouse who hasn't even come into your life yet. It's okay. What, is the, what kind of feelings do you have when you think about your ideal life? I want you to embrace that, the, the feeling of, of success, the feeling of, of accomplishment, the feeling of joy, the feeling of peace, of happiness. And now that you've harnessed the vision and you've harnessed those feelings, I want you to repeat after me with boldness, with courage, with sincerity. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. People, continue to see yourself being blessed. Continue to see yourself enjoying life. Continue to feel the, the feelings of enjoying your life and continue to confess our affirmation. Do this daily. Do it all many times throughout the day. And what you're going to start seeing is that your mind is, is going to start bringing you closer and closer and closer and closer to the ideal life that you so desire. So with that in mind, I want to move forward in the show, and I want to give you our divine intervention for this week and our presidential wisdom for this week. And this week's divine intervention, in keeping in tune with the, our Happy Valentine's Day show, I'm going to give you a scripture about love. So this week's divine intervention comes from Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 7, from the King James Bible. And it reads, Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would utterly be, con be, utterly be contempted. Let me read this again. Many waters cannot quench love. Neither can the floods drown it. Think about that. What happened if, if the love that we, we share with, with each other, we allowed it to be like that? Many waters cannot quench love. True love. Many waters cannot quench love. The very love that we share for each other is only a sample of what we should be giving to God. Once we give that type of 
dynamic love back towards God, it will empower our relationships. But also in the the male-female marriage relationships, love opens the door for for deeper communication. It opens the door for, for deeper intimacy. It opens the door for a more dynamic relationship. So this weekend, as you're going out to buy the candy, the balloons, the cards, think about that unquenchable love. Think about a love that can't be flooded. And think about how this person that I'm showering with all these gifts, think about how, how much more how much more you can you can be loving to them. Love is one of those things that once you, it, it always comes back to you. The more you give out, the more it comes back. So this weekend, give out more love and see what happens. So that leads us into our presidential wisdom. Our presidential wisdom for this week, you know, each week I give you a, a, a quote from our 44th president, President Barack Obama, and this week's presidential wisdom is, our stories may be singular, but our destiny is shared. Excuse me, our destination is shared. I'll repeat that. Our stories may be singular, but our destination is shared. In other words, although each and every one of us is responsible for our lives, our lives are joined together because each joint supplies another. So there's something that each and every one of us needs. This is, this is the basis of a relationship. Although we are singular, although we are individuals, our destination, our journey is, is, is shared. There's some things that are going along the path that I know that you may not know, and there's some things vice versa that you know that I may not know, and we need each other. And when we come to, into relationships with the, on the basis of, you know what, I can be the very best me possible. And in me doing that, it helps this person get along down the road much further. And vice versa. Love opens the door to reciprocity. Reciprocity means that I'm going to give out and I'm going to give back. I'm going to give out and give back. Because we're all distribution centers. We're not we're not holding zones, we're distribution centers. We're, we're supposed to be a flow. We're supposed to, it's like being in a waterworks. And, it, and if a, a, a leg of the waterworks is closed off, it stops the flow of the water. When that, when that leg is, is, is there and it's designed to, to allow, allow water to come through it, well, that's the same way we are with love. You have to allow love to come through you. You have to allow, allow love to, to go where it needs to go. And although that one singular station is is capable of, of, of allowing water to flow by itself, together with the system, it is allow it allows water to come from multiple different locations to service multiple different places. That's what our relationships are, are for. Our relationships are here to to, to to cause things to flourish, to cause things to flow, to cause things to, to become more 
sound. Our relationships are that important. So, like I said, this weekend, again, when, as you're buying those cookies and those candies and those cakes and those balloons and those, those spa dates and things like that, think about that. Think about, focus, think about more of how you can be loving towards your mate because although we're individuals, we are connected by the destination. So I just want to share that with you, and I want to get back to the theme of the show. We're going to play some uh, dynamic music, and then we're going to play uh, an interview that we uh, pre-recorded with uh, Dr. Alduin Tart, uh, author of The Ring Formula, and then we'll be right back.
Hello, and we're back. Those were just a few songs I wanted to dedicate to the lover and everybody out there. And we're going to play an interview I did recently with um, author of the Ring Formula, Dr. Alzheimer Tart, and we're going to—he's going to give us some insight on how to help healthy relationships. So stay tuned, and I'll be right back. Our next guest is um I I I can't I don't know how to describe our next guest. He's a, a phenomenal individual. He's a um he's also um a, an author. He um he's known by many as the people's doctor. He's um a relationship expert who has gained um his doctorate degree from the University of Michigan. He's also uh, been seen on MTV's Made um, and he's a, uh, just a phenomenal guy. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you all today, Dr. Algerman Tart. Dr. Tart, are you there? Yes, sir. Go How blue. You? Yes, sir. <laughs> Fellow Wolverine here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I heard a couple on the line as well, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Sir, it is an absolute honor to have you on here. Um, I know you, you've been listening to the, the entire show, um, and I know you've been raring to go. You, I, what I didn't tell the people is that you're the author of the book, Called the uh, the Ring Formula, uh, and it's a book geared towards um, getting women ready to to be, a, I guess, to find Mr. Right. Um, could you describe in better detail um, that book for us? Well, Miles, I mean, yes, yeah, called the Ring Formula: How to Marry Mr. Right. And I wrote the book because I kept having so many dialogues with awesome women who didn't know how to really date towards marriage. And the funny thing is they thought they were doing it right, and then they sit down and talk to uh, a man about it, and they realize, man, we think completely different from other men, especially when we start talking about marriage. Right. And, you know, as men, we don't necessarily communicate what we're looking for. We just kind of keep things in our head, and we don't actually share with someone while we're dating what they did wrong. So I decided to write a manual because I got tired of hearing all the hype about the no eligible black men out here. Are we want to be serial daters? Are we don't believe in monogamy? You know, and I said I don't, I don't, I don't see the same thing. I'm just, I see something different. I see a lot of sisters not really understanding brothers, and I want to do something on the positive tip to at least advance that conversation. Okay. So, in in being a, a, an expert on that subject now, what do you think is a key to maintaining a healthy relationship? Oh, absolutely, positively, it is positive. It's one. It's Friendship, it has nothing to do with looks. It has nothing to do with communication, you know. It's more about friendship. And the reason I say that is because the research shows by a guy by the name of Dr. John Gottman that what keeps couples together is the quality of friendship. It's not how well they communicate, because we all know couples that communicate terribly, and somehow they stay together 30 and 40 years, you know. But they're friends. And if you don't live with someone and commit to someone over the lifetime, only way I could see that happening is with a friend. So, Miles, yeah. you think about your best friend for life. I don't, I don't know if it's Ray. He says you all go way, way back. You know, I guess yeah. I can use you, each one of you to blackmail the other if I need right. to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, it would take a whole lot for you to fall out with Ray, even though you all may have major differences. Right. You know, and the same thing for Natasha and Leela that were online is that, you know, they have friends from way back in the day, as do I. And we're different as night and day. 
but we're still friends to this day, and we're looking for the same thing in a partner. Wow. So I guess let's let's go back for, for one thing then. Let's say you have a person who's been hurt, and they've been hurt bad. They've been hurt really, really bad, and they're trying to, to go forward into a relationship. And, you know, sometimes they, they don't trust another person. How can they get past that issue to build that friendship? You know, Miles, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that they can. Wow. It's only one way because I think that what happens, especially with helpers, there's, there's helpers and there's people that need to be helped. And people that need to be helped often attract helpers. And sometimes we go overboard in trying to be their everything and be their self-esteem and be their confidence and show them, hey, I'm going to be that man that you can trust. And you end up doing too much work, and then the relationship just falls apart because we need love as well. Right. What, what I recommend is that they have to have a relationship with God, a personal relationship. I don't mean that as a catchphrase. I mean you have to be prayed up every single day. I think you need to go through some form of meditation, however you want to do it, where you're listening to God, having a, a conversation, and then reading and understanding his word. That way you can actually heal and understand that sometimes God breaks you on purpose. And if you understand why you're being broken, if you're being broken from something unhealthy so that you can now link into something that's healthy, then you'll be able to accept it even though none of us like it. You know, no believer likes, I don't care how, how strong our faith is, we don't like being broken, but we have a better mindset and an understanding of why we're being broken that allows us to move and heal and, and connect with that person we're supposed to be with. Wow. So, how, Dr. Turner, how do you know if somebody is the person you're supposed to be with? That's an excellent question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. You know, everyone says it's just a feeling. <laughs> it, it just is. I can't, I can't give you anything intellectual. I think it's one of those situations where guys describe it as the one. No matter no matter how many women they they're dating, they always gravitate back towards this particular one. She has a certain power over him. He's afraid of losing her. Now, he may be dating multiple women, but when she decides that she is ready to leave and she's ready to pursue other options, you know, He's going to start to reevaluate his, his whole life and say, wow, I've been dating for 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years and never met someone with all the qualities. Am I going to let her walk out the door? It's just that feeling. I can't really, I can't really explain it, but I think we've all felt that at some point or another where it's just that's the one for me. Right, right. I totally understand that. So I guess in following that same question, then, sir, how do you know what real love is? Well, real love is, once again, it's a friendship. I like to say that love is friendship set on fire. Too often we go about looking at someone, you know, based upon superficial things. You know, I hear so many uh, talk shows and, and books out about check his or her credit. What's that have to do with love? You know, it's really about compatibility, likability, and, and you all deferring to God. This is my opinion now. You all both trying to upgrade the other person. When you walk into a relationship and you feel like you want to give uh, more than you want to receive and your partner feels the same way and you have that giving reciprocity, that's love right there. Right. That, that's what it's all about. You can't, you can't duplicate that. Well, and I, I, I agree with you on that one, sir. I think that um, a lot of people, you know, you, you, can, you try to put 
people are coming together now like a business contract, like they're building a, a business together. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that you you negate the whole human experience when you when you look at it so, you know, textbook like that. You have to include if love is missing, you might as well throw it in the trash. It's nothing. You have nothing. Even if you're you're doing, even an artist has to love what they're doing, or they won't be able to, to put with it, their masterpiece onto the canvas. I think you know I look at it now like as as art. You know, loving somebody is, a, is an art form. You know, you, you know, you're paying you're paying a masterpiece each time you hand her a gift. Each time that person you know hugs you, it's it's, it's some sort of it's it's a masterpiece being put on the canvas. I think you know people forget about love. Now I know I spoke earlier about the word purpose, and, and sir, what is your take on on purpose in a relationship? What, what do you think? Do you think that this person that you're entering a, in a relationship with, do you think that they have to fit your divine purpose, or what is your take on that? Well, I think that God sends people to to, to one another to upgrade each other, yes, you know, sir. To, to fulfill your purpose. And I think unless you have an idea of what it is that you want to do, you don't have to have it all planned out A through Z. Sometimes we make a mistake in that we don't have it all planned out, and so we kind of hesitate. But as long as you have enough of what you're trying to do and you meet someone that's able to sustain, upgrade, and fortify you, I think that's when you start to get that feeling and, and, and drop to your knees and say, thank you, God, for sending this perfect compliment to me. And, you, 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 I mean, you were preaching, Miles. I was in there taking notes. <laughs> I'm serious because it's not about superficial. It's not about a, it's not about a business contract because you found out. If you, if you signed a business contract about four or five, six years ago, and now we're in a recession, well, your relationship is in a recession. <laughs> I'm serious. It's not about how much money you all have. It's about sticking together for better or for worse. And so we have to make sure that we do that on a consistent basis and that, you know, our purpose is to befriend, you know, our partner, listen to them, understand them, not agree, but find a way to work it out together because now you're one. So I think you have an individual purpose, and then you as a couple have to find your purpose as a couple, whether it's parents, whether it's getting other people to connect, whether it's serving in ministry, whatever it is, finding your, your couple's purpose. And I, and I tell couples to get together and ask that. How can you combine your purposes to serve the Lord? Yeah. So I guess, you know, following that same vein, how do Christian concepts influence the foundation of a relationship? Well, you know what? It's it's very hard because, you know, I heard I heard Brother Ray, you know, falling on the sword earlier. You know, <laughs> being honest. He was being honest. It's hard. And when and ladies come to me talking about, well, I'm having a hard time. I'm attracting men. You know, they have their stuff together, but when I start talking about my faith in the Lord, they kind of run and hide. And it, it, I admit it, it's difficult, but what I tell, I tell women is that just because we are Christians doesn't mean we have to be asexual. Sometimes we go overboard. I mean, you can kiss the brother. I mean, you can hug the brother. You can kind of give him a commercial of what it would be like once you all, you know, join in matrimony. Because we have, you have to keep men excited. Even a Christian man, he right. needs to be excited. He is a sexual being. He's been that since he's been 12, 13, you know, as Ray was telling you, which we all can agree with. Yes, you know, kids on a fast tip. It's, it's about uh, exciting him and showing that you can take care of him, but still respecting that sanctity, you know, of, of marriage. But I, I give him a, a, a quick trip. I mean, tip. I don't tell him to say until marriage. You know, I tell him to say, all right, we're going to try and do till marriage. But let's try to string together a series of three months in a row. And I'm trying to have a work with us brothers, you know. Right. <laughs> and then after three months, the friendship should be stronger. And right. after another three three months, 
the friendship should be even more stronger, right? Even right. So right. After six months, I have a hard time of telling my mom and my boys, you know, my homegirls, I left her because she would not give in, especially if I'm talking about a wife. And then we developed six months of friendship, and she's the one, and I left her over something so simple that I knew was coming anyway. All I had to do was produce a ring. Yeah, so I tell them to try and, you know, see what happens after three to six months, and the chances are much more likely that that brother will, up, you know, abstain. Right. And, and when I tell people myself, you know, I'm, I'm not – I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. You know, I am uh, what you would call a heterosexual male, which means I'm straight. I mean, I like women, I, and my, I'm, I'm I have vision, good vision in both eyes, so I know when a, a woman walks in the room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't sugarcoat it. I know I know what Ray's talking about personally. We went to Michigan together for for some years, so we you know we knew. I know I know, <laughs> and you know you don't lose your senses because you you know you make a commitment to God. It's just you know. I know what not how not to tempt myself. I know I like I told somebody yesterday I like cake. Okay, and I know if you leave a cake around me, I might bite off into the cake. It's just that simple. I know this, this is the same same exact principle in a relationship. I don't tempt myself. I don't get left in you know in close proximity of some, with somebody in their bedroom. That's just not that I won't do that to myself because I know better. I know that hey, you know, I'd be if that happens, I'll be at the, at the altar tomorrow I'm like, you know, Lord, please forgive me. I did it. <laughs> But you're absolutely right, man. We must be cousins. <laughs> I think I think all men realize it the same way. I think I take it a step a step even further. I know I'll bite with cake as well, right. okay. But I also can fast forward and know that if it's too soon, no matter how much I talk about God, I'm gonna start acting a fool on that sister. I'm just gonna be real. Right. I'm gonna start going through a process of like, man, see, I was doing well. I had eight months of abstinence, and here she is tempting me. Like I'm putting it all on her, and now even though I know it's irrational, I'm still I'm still giving her a percentage of the blame, if not all of it. Right. So I try to tell sisters like you know, sex is not gonna do anything. And, and here's the deal. Let me just cut to the chase. There are a lot of sisters that say, a lot of women in general, all right, that feel like, okay, I hear him talking, but the minute I put something on him, he's gonna start feeling me, and we're gonna be able to advance this relationship. And they are surprised when that backfires. Wow. Because when we, you know, sex is not something that we think about when it comes to marriage, especially in today's generation. We assume every woman knows how to drop it like it's hot. <laughs> we're in a sexual revolution. It's not like back in the day where there were women that were more experienced than others. Everyone, for the most part, is pretty experienced, and they can watch reality TV and, and uh, a number of other media to try and figure it out on their own. So when I tell them it's about that emotional connection, that when you're together, make sure that that man is emotionally feeling you. He's connected to your soul. He's not connected to your body. Right. That way, the next time you all connect, it's about an emotional, a spiritual, in theory. Now, I know that's out of wedlock. But in theory, at least you're getting as close as you can to what I believe sex is created for, which is a spiritual connection. Wow. Well, Dr. Tart, we've had an absolute uh, great time having you here. I want you to um, give give our listeners a um, like a, a word of, of, of wisdom on um, what you would suggest is a, a, a good thing to do just to, to move forward and, and be the best possible person they can be in the relationship or just as a best possible person, period, so that when they do get into a relationship, that they're, they're whole. Oh, absolutely, Miles. You know, uh, sharing, sharing faith 
it's going to be absolutely be continue to enhance your relationship with God. If you're praying 15 minutes a day, pray 25 minutes a day. Read more of his word because once you establish a relationship with God and, and, and you establish that, that reciprocity, God loving you, you loving God, then you can take that love of God because I believe love is God. God is love yes. to another person. When you come at someone with that much love, how can they refuse? The only question is compatibility. Yes, sir. So make sure you advertise, you know, how awesome of a woman or a man you are on your first date, on your second date. Don't be shy about how you can upgrade a man. If a woman comes to me and talks about how she can fortify me and be my rock, check me at the same time, check me softly, you know, with her softness, not all this neck rolling. But you know, a, you know, a strong <laughs> statement that she she looks she has them strong the strong eyes. She didn't have to say it. I already get it. Then a brother is not going to be able to go anywhere because we can date our whole life and not find the one. And when we find that one, we're not going to let her go anywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, Doctor Tart. And I, I I want you to know that um, any way I can help you, um, you know, anything I can, I can do to, to be of assistance for you, I, I am I'm here for you. I, I definitely appreciate you. I, I know the audience appreciates you as well. Hey, Miles, thanks for having me on. Anything I can do, I hear your spirit from the beginning of the show. I heard your humility. You're a true man of God. The people are feeling anything I can do at any point in time. So it's going to be mutual. We're definitely going to do, you know, uh, the Lord's work together. I just yes, want sir. to remind your listeners that they can, you know, pick up a copy of my book at my website at uh, com. That's D-R-T-A-R-T-T.com. You sign up, and I'll send you out. A free chapter, because I want everyone to at least take a look at it, because sometimes people are skeptical. Like, what's this brother talking about? Where is he coming from? Is he a Christian? Is it boring? You know, can he entertain me? Just read the first chapter, and then that's going to influence you to go ahead and pick it up. But if you want to go ahead and get the whole book right now, all right, you can get it at my website or online at Amazon.com. Just key in the ring formula and, and make a purchase. And, and before you go, sir, I also have to say I read the book, and let me tell you, the book is is worth is worth to purchase, get the book. Get the book. I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks, get Miles. the book. I'm sorry. We appreciate you. I'll see you soon. God bless. God bless you, sir. Hello, and we're back. That was a an interview we recently did with uh, Dr. Alduin Tart, and we thank him again for uh, that moment and and being able to share it again on this day. And I wanted to empower you on this Valentine's Day weekend and give you some tools and, and, and some things to help you, you know, rekindle the fire. So we have a caller online that, um, that wants to chime in. Um, this is actually a, a, a close friend, sister of mine, my sister, um, host of Conversation with Karen, uh, Karen L. Donald. Karen, are you there? Hello, Karen, are you there? Yes, I am, sir. Can you hear me? I hear you very well. Good. I'm in the grocery store, Miles. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're live on the <laughs> air with, with uh, creating a championship standard living. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just I was listening uh, while I was shopping, and I, that interview you played, I, I, I love that interview. The first time it aired, I thought the, the tips that he gave and the things that you guys talked about was just great, and it always gives me something to think about. Right. Um. You know, I, I really, women especially, um, especially in my position as being a Christian woman and also an entrepreneur, um, you know, very social. I, ha I have a, a big social 
status, so to speak, in a lot of different areas and arenas right. as an event planner and different things. And it's it'd be real interesting to hear his take. I mean, I like what he said, and uh, we know from the religious aspect that a lot of people don't agree, would not agree, but I like that, you know, and that's when you just like being over-religious. Right. But you always know, I, I talk to you about this, and I'm saying, how do you find a balance in a relationship when you are so, you, you know, your focus is not just on one thing. You're, you're right. out there, you, you feel like you're, you're living the abundant life, and, you know, I'm always thinking, okay, I could meet a guy that's saved, and what he saved, is he going to agree with the things that I've put together? Right. You know, and, I'm, and I don't feel that I'm out here, like, in sin because I'm doing things outside of the church because I'm also an entrepreneur. Right. But a lot of women that are saved meet men that would say, well, no, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that, depending upon what religion or if they're living religious lives and not having a relationship with God. Right. So I think I think it's really great that you would have those kind of speakers and that you would have this kind of show because even what's happening with conversation with Karen is people are hearing so many sides and saying, "Oh, you guys are Christians and you can laugh." Right. And I think that's I think that's really sad that I can meet a Christian who tells me that they don't laugh. But Miles, I don't know if I remember if I ever told you this. Uh, when I first joined the church, um, there were religious people within our congregation that told that. me that, yeah, there were religious people within the congregation that told me that my relationship with God was not healthy because I laughed too much. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They told, me I was, they told me I was just a little bit too serious. And I said, wow. Okay. Wow. But unfortunately, I listened to what they said. Wow. And it caused a lot of confusion in the way that I see things in the way that I, that I, it caused at that time mm-hmm. a lot of confusion. So your show is phenomenal, as you would say. Yeah. It gives people something to think about. It gives something to people to go back and pray about and, and possibly give them an opportunity to form their own healthy opinion. Right. You know, because every decision cannot be made by another person. We're supposed to be seeking God for that. Right, exactly, exactly. Seeking God. But, so anyway, thanks so much for playing that that snippet, I, I really enjoy that. And when I heard that you were playing it, I didn't have no idea. I was just wow. calling in. I said, i got to call my brother. I'm always out and about. And I said, I'm going to call him and listen in on in the grocery store. Wow. Well, at least you, you know, you're you going to buy healthy food <laughs> and, get, and getting some tips on how to have a healthy relationship. How, how wonderful. I, I did buy healthy food. Miles, actually, I'm starting a new eating program. And a new and a new uh, a workout program. So I was actually in the store buying some health food stuff. Gee, and when I was listening falls to right it, falls right in line. It, yes. Going, going back on that that point you said about super religious people, I actually had somebody tell me that um, I didn't worship right, and that I was wow. I, that I didn't know how to worship, and that I looked like I was bound. And and it's amazing that how what people would try to pedal on you and make you feel right. like you don't know God, and then you could actually end up having a bad relationship with God because you're not really giving God everything. You're, you're giving him what other people say you should give him versus exactly. coming in relationship. Exactly. Even the same, and that, that, but that also goes along with our relationships with each other. Once we learn how to have healthy relationships, I think a lot of, a lot of things that we see, like with divorce rates, um, 
people, uh, you know, just not being happy in, inside a relationship. Once we get to the place where we understand ourselves and we understand the other person, we understand how to communicate with them the way they want to be communicated with. I mean, we can do right. dynamic things together. Right. And and, that, and that's true. And, and it's unfortunate, like we said, I mean, the very person that would tell you you don't know how to worship would be a person that now we can go back and say, you don't understand what worship is. Right. Because it's all about your personal relationship with God and however I choose to worship, you know, um, it's on me. And how you worship is on you. But those very people are actually molding Christians into people that are no longer Christians. They're just being religiously led one way or another, and they don't have the victory. And that very person that said all that to you, the very person that says that to me, is no longer serving in the church actually not having a victorious life and actually have led so many people down the wrong road that they're not you know, they're not even the church anymore. Right. And 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 the sad part about that is that now being a deliverance a deliverance teacher and a deliverance minister and also a healing minister, the number one thing that I tell people to watch out for is their people that sit next to them in the church. Wow. We think we think the enemy is coming Looking, he doesn't wear a red suit, and he doesn't have the horns, <laughs> and he doesn't have a you know the fork thing or whatever. He is coming, and she is coming in a church suit and some high heels, or in a nice suit and a tie sometimes. And that's very unfortunate because we have better relationships sometimes with people outside of our church. Wow. So that's why people have to learn to put the church in the right perspective. Go to church to worship. Go to church to serve. Find someone definitely, definitely matters who you sit under and that can pray for you, do what you're supposed to do, and then go out and have a wonderful week and take what you, you know, gained and, and live a good life. But we won't go into that. But can I say uh, happy Valentine's Day to you, my brother. You too. And I love you so much, and I know I won't see you in the morning because we're in two separate cities with the same temperature. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're in the deep south, and it's what ten? It's a, it's about twenty, but who's counting? Wow, and I'm in Michigan, and and it's about twenty, so we're definitely united today. But it's supposed to snow here again tomorrow, and about four to six inches. Wow, well, you yeah. guys enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say Happy Valentine's Day, and that I love you, oh, and I tell everyone too. out there to find the people that they love in their life and, and wish them a happy Valentine's Day because it's not about who you're with, but it's about who you love. And I love you very much. I love you too. Okay. Continue to have a wonderful show. I'm enjoying it. I'm not in the grocery store anymore, so. Yeah, I heard you get in the car. I, I, <laughs> yeah, off. I got the car and I left. So I'm not in the grocery store, but I had, no matter what, I had to listen in tonight. So I love you. Continue to have a good show. And I'll talk to you uh, probably later on tomorrow. Okay, I'll talk to you. Okay, God bless you. Bye-bye. And people, we're coming to the the close of the show. Uh, I want to just take this moment to thank each and every one of you for for tuning in tonight. And like I said, I just want to be able to present things to you that will empower you to have an experience, a championship standard of living in your own life. Um, That includes every area of life. I want you to prosper in every area of life. And the word prosperity, don't get it twisted, is it's not just money. But prosperity is the total being of, of who you are. And I want every piece of you to be to, to, to flourish. I want everything that you do to flourish. So everything we're going to do with this show is, going, is to cover every area of life. 
that we possibly can cover. And we give you tips, tools, and, and blueprints on how to enjoy each area of your life and how to have the absolute best. Because it's an abundant um, world. This is an abundant universe. So we should be living in abundance. Lack is not normal. Let me, let me repeat that. Lack is not normal. Impoverished, being impoverished is not normal. So we're going to continue to, to provide you with tips, blueprints that will get you to a place of an abundance in every area of your life. This show is no different. So before we go any further, before we leave the show, I want to thank each and every one of you again for showing up and showing out today. I want to thank um, uh, just everybody who's been praying for me, who's been who's been just pouring out support to me. Uh, I, I get so many um, comments now that it's, it's hard to keep up with them, but I listen and I, re- I read each and every comment, uh, and I respond to as many as I can uh, each week. Don't uh, – don't be afraid to send me a comment. If you like what we're doing here, let me know you like what we're doing. If, if there's something we can improve on, let me know that. I, I look forward to being uh, and taking this show to a higher level each and every week. Before we go, I want to thank uh, my marketing consultant, uh, Ms. Tiffany Patton, who's listening in. Uh, again, Ms. Karen Donald. Uh, Dr. Alderman Tart, again, I want to thank him. Uh, I want to thank each and every one of you who've been listening. I heard saw that the um, – the Minister of Motivation, Dr. Walter Sims, had, had chimed in for a moment. I want to thank him for coming out. And I want to thank, um, again, Mr. Michael McCleary for uh, uh, allowing me to grace his show earlier in the week, anything but ordinary sh- uh, radio. Uh, we had a dynamic interview. It was a, a dynamic show. I think that you should definitely, definitely, definitely tune into his show. Um, I want to thank Mr. J.L. Godfrey, uh, Mr. Chris, Chris Gloss, Dr. Uh, excuse me, Coach uh, Ryle Sims, uh, Tanoa Bond and uh, Miss Kiki Richardson. People, enjoy your Valentine's Day. Enjoy the one you love. Enjoy, enjoy the, the the word love. Enjoy giving love. People, remember this. This is my motto and my mantra. My mantra and my motto. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. This is Miles Miller. This has been Creating the Championship Standard of Living, and I'll see you next week.